Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Well, Colin, we're having a wonderful time finding out more about God's character and how he sees us, how we should see him as we work our way through the Psalms. We've reached Psalm 86 at the beginning of this week. And I'm forever saying this is a great psalm. (laughs) (laughs) And Psalm 86 is a great psalm. It's it's one of David's psalms. Uh, It's um, speaking really of this wonderful relationship that David had with the Lord. I, I always consider him a man before his time because it, it seems he, he almost had a sort of a New Testament relationship right in the middle of the Old Testament. Uh, Hear, O Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Guard my life, for I am devoted to you. You are my God. Save your servant who trusts in you. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I call to you all day long. Bring joy to your servant, for to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Now, this says an awful lot about David, doesn't it? Uh, He can be in a situation where he describes himself as poor and needy. And yet he's looking to the Lord to be the answer to his need. He knows that the Lord is the one who guards his life. He can say, I am devoted to you. And that's a good thing for all of us to be able to say, you know, I'm devoted to the Lord. Um, You are my God, personal. And that's what, again, every one of us needs to say. Yes, Lord, you are my God. You are my Father. You are my Lord. Uh, Save your servant who trusts in you. Uh, The way to live is by trust in the Lord day by day, that walk of faith with him, because faith is essentially a relationship with God. And save your servant. There's, uh, you've heard me say often that salvation in the scripture is, is a process. We have been saved, we are being saved, and we will be saved on the day of judgment. And, you know, there's a sense in which day by day, God wants to save us from the things that afflict us, save us from the things that come against us. His sort of saving hand is upon us. His saving grace is working in our lives. And so David says, have mercy on me, O Lord, for I call to you all day long. That's the walk of fellowship with God. That's the kind of prayer that we don't confine our prayer just to a few minutes in the morning or the evening. But, you know, we're allowing the Lord into the daily circumstances of our lives. Bring joy to your servant, for to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Uh, he's, he's not looking at himself and lamenting his difficulties and problems. He's entrusting himself to the Lord. He wants the Lord to guard his life, the Lord to undertake for him. And then there comes these wonderful verses. You are forgiving and good, O Lord, abounding in love to all who call to you. You know, there are so many people that have an intellectual discussion about the God of love, but you only discover that God is love when you entrust yourself to him and when you give your life to him. Then you find that he is abounding in love. So David continues, Hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my cry for mercy. In the day of my trouble, I will call to you, for you will answer me. 
we've seen in some of the other Psalms that sometimes it seems that God is far off when we look at ourselves and and focus on our, our own feelings and circumstances. But as soon as we get our eyes on the Lord, then everything begins to change. It seems that the Lord is there. He is present. He does intervene for us. He undertakes for us. And so this is uh, David's experience. Uh, In the day of my trouble, I will call to you, for you will answer me. Uh, He's speaking out of his personal experience of the Lord. And real confidence as well. Yeah, real confidence in God, God, in God's faithfulness, you see. And then he says, among the gods, there is none like you, O Lord. No deeds can compare with yours. All the nations you have made will come and worship before you, O Lord. They will bring glory to your name, for you are great and do marvelous deeds. You alone are God. It's wonderful, isn't it? We've got a wonderful song that we sing, uh, a kingdom faith to those words. Then he says, teach me your way, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. Very, very, very important and powerful words. What does it mean to have an undivided heart? Well, if you if you look at the beginning of the verse, teach me your way. An undivided heart is one that is committed to the Lord and to walking in his way. A divided heart is, well, I want the will of the Lord, but I want my own way as well. And I mean, those two things just are incompatible. Either we belong to the Lord or we belong to ourselves. Either we want his will or we don't. It is sort of all or nothing, really, in the, in the Christian life. So teach me your way, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. You see, if you've got a divided heart, you don't really fear God. You don't really honor God. You use God. You use God for your own ends, but then there's the other side of your life where you really are still wanting to live for yourself. Then he says, I will praise you, O Lord my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forever, for great is your love toward me. You have delivered me from the depths of the grave. I mean, there's so many wonderful truths here to speak over your own life. You know, I'm often saying in these programs, speak the word of God over your life. You know, you you can pray these words almost daily. Teach me your way, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. I will praise you, O Lord, my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forever, for great is your love toward me. And, uh, you know, you... You start the day with words like that and your faith, you sort of click into faith mode with God and the, and the whole of that day you can just walk in faith with him. There's that sense as well that God really enjoys this sort of language, isn't there? Yes, absolutely. I mean, he, well, he, he, he wants us to live by faith and dependence upon him. So he loves to hear us expressing that faith. Then in verse 15, there's this... Um, verse that you you find throughout the Psalms in, in, in different places and in some of the prophetic uh, books of the, the uh, Old Testament. But you, O Lord, are a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. And, you know, it's just so wonderful to, to me. He's compassionate, which means that he really enters into the circumstances of our lives. It doesn't mean that he's sort of sitting in heaven feeling sorry for us or anything like that, but 
just as Jesus came into the world, came in and shared the weakness of our humanity and, and all the needs that we can experience. So day by day, God is compassionate. He wants, he wants to enter into your life. He wants to be involved in, in all the daily circumstances, even the problems, even the difficulties, even the things you don't know how to cope with. And he's gracious. He's always giving to you. He is slow to anger. No, he doesn't want to be angry with you. That's why uh, he sent his son to to take your punishment upon him. You know, the punishment that brought us peace was laid upon him, and by his stripes we are healed, we read in Isaiah 53. No, he's slow to anger, but he's abounding in love and faithfulness. And that faithfulness is, is essentially faithfulness to his word, faithfulness to his promises, faithful, faithful in his covenant love towards those who are his children. And so you see, knowing his nature, and this is so important, this is why as we go through the Psalms, we're concentrating on what they say about the nature and the character of God. If you know that he is compassionate and gracious, if you know that he abounds in love and faithfulness, then you can say to him, turn to me and have mercy on me. Grant your strength to your servant and save the son of your handmaid. Give me a sign of your goodness that my enemies may see it and be put to shame. For you, O Lord, have helped me and comforted me. Now, that, that last bit is very interesting because, you see, it's put in the, in, in the past tense. He's asking, he's asking God to do something in the present, and yet he sees it as already accomplished because he knows the faithfulness of God. And he knows how God has proved that faithfulness in the past. And remember, Jesus taught us that whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Why? Because you believe in the faithfulness of God and the faithfulness of his word. You believe in what God has already accomplished through Jesus Christ on the cross. You know his nature and his character. You know he is faithful. You know that he is, is, is concerned about you and about the circumstances of your life. And so you can say, thank you, Jesus, because you have shown me your love and compassion. In a kind, why is it that so many people, and I include Christians in this, just have such a wrong understanding of the nature of God? I think the the reason for that, Julia, is you you use the word God, and you mean by it what you understand God to be, and um, there's a sense in which. Everybody has their own idea of God. You know, sometimes I talk to atheists and they say, I don't believe in God. So I ask them, well, what is your idea of God? And then they tell me your idea, their idea of God. And I say, well, I'm very glad you don't believe in God then because you're right not to believe in that kind of God. But God isn't like that. That is not who God is. And so there are a lot of people who reject God, but actually they're only rejecting the wrong idea of God. And this is why we're going through the Psalms, seeing what they reveal about the true nature and character of God. And this is why he sent his son to show how real, not only how real God is, but how he really wants to enter in, be involved and deal with the circumstances of our lives. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 